Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Men at Grace podcast. Our goal in this and every episode is to help encourage men to take responsibility for the people and the situations that God brings into their lives. I'm here with Brad Walbridge, and we have a great interview to share with you today. Sure do, Chris. Good to see you. Today we talk with Doug Peterson. Doug's from our Harrison Bridge campus, and we talk about how men should think about leading their families. Yeah. And what's really interesting is Doug gives us this boating analogy using three points, and I think this is going to help us as men process a strategy that we can use to lead our family well. But I want to mention to everyone as they're listening, note that this is not a checklist that we're trying to operate out of, mm-hmm. that that what Doug's talking about, this is an overflow from our personal walk with Jesus. Yep. And then how that flows out in leading ourselves, yep. leading our spouses, leading our, our families. So I think that's imperative Absolutely. as they're listening. Doug, Brad, welcome to the podcast. Glad you guys are here today. How y'all doing? Hey, good to be here, Chris. Chris, thanks for having me, Brad. Thanks for having me. Excited yeah. to be here. Yeah. Hey, Doug, so you and Christy been a part of our church for a while. Can you share a little bit of y'all's story and a little bit of background on you? Yeah, thanks, Brad. So Christy and I, we have four boys, okay? We have boys ranging in ages from one to nine. We've been married for about 13 years, and we have attended Grace for about eight years. So I think that's important just to let the audience know in terms of my walk in life or my place in life is, you know, I'm changing diapers on one end with the one-year-old, and I'm actually getting close to middle school with the nine-year-old. So that's kind of where I am with uh, the kids and my wife and I you know, being married 13 years, not quite 20, mm-hmm. you know, but we've done a little bit of life now with that big, almost 13 years. So I, I, I ruined it. It's actually 12. Okay. 13 mm-hmm. coming up. So, okay. so we're getting close and to that. And what's your involvement at Grace? Like what are you, where are you plugged in? Yeah. So Christy being on staff, um, pretty much wherever she's told me to get involved, but there's a need, <laughs> right? So, you know, it's one of those things where we've been involved with students, uh, heavily okay. involved, uh, whether it's camp grace, uh, first grade to fourth grade or on up into the student ministry ages. We've done a lot of that. Um, you know, have a heart for kids, just really love the kids here at Grace Church. And we're also community group leaders. Right. Yeah. Carrying a lot of different, a lot of different weight, a lot of different categories that y'all have been doing over the years. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, it's been a great opportunity and obviously we're not perfect at it. We've, you know, grown a lot over the last, you know, eight years we've been in Grace. So by God's grace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Doug, when we met a while ago, we were talking through this idea of, you know, how should men think about leading their families? I mean, and, and there's a lot of categories to that. There's a lot of ways to think about that. I thought you had some interesting ways of, of viewing that and implementing that in your family. And I wanted you to be able to talk through that with us today. Yeah. So thanks. So oh, first of all, I just want to say that I'm humbled to be here. I just want to make sure I emphasize that, mm-hmm. that I pray that my words would be glorifying to him. So I want to say that, you know, that question, how should men think when leading their families? Mm-hmm. And Follow me here for a second. This idea of a boat has continued to come to the forefront of my mind. So a boat, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've ever seen this movie, it's called White Squall. It's with oh, yeah. Jeff Bridges. Okay. Brad singing, yeah, Chris gave me the deer in the headlight it. look. It's a okay. classic. Classic movie. And what it is, it's a bunch of kids that come on this boat and they have to learn how to operate a sailboat in the sea. Okay. And so when I think of a family, that's what I inevitably think of. Not that it's that crazy, can be sometimes, but I think of my family on a boat trying to figure things out, trying to figure out how to work together as a team, trying to get the sails just right. And so if you're on my boat, you know, I'm on the side of the boat trying to fix a repair or something (laughs) like that. Christy's, you know, laying over, she's seasick. 
you know, not sure what's going on. Then, you know, a couple of my kids, I'm, I've got the, you know, what do you call it? The life jackets or the little life tube out there. I'm yeah. trying to reel them back in. Right, so, sure. so that's the tee up. So guys, as you or gals, as you kind of listen to this conversation, I would say, imagine you and your family in a boat yeah. and Brad, it could be a, a speedboat for you, man. Like yeah. you, you might have, you know, the, the wind's going in your hair. You got your sunglasses on. You know, you could be in a speedboat. Chris, maybe you're like a pirate ship, something like that, <laughs> yeah, something crazy. Like but that. so for this, um, let's let's put yourself in a, in a uh, sailboat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So point one, okay. How should men think when leading their families? Mm-hmm. The first point is men should think strategically, okay? Mm-hmm. This is a peel the onion type of experience. Chris, you had this great conversation with Brad and Mike and I believe Brandon in your last podcast and this idea of strategic thinking was brought up. And yeah. so I want to peel that onion a little bit and why I believe it's important. Okay. So the first deal, let's define strategic thinking. Okay. Okay. Strategic thinking is where you have a purpose, you have a vision, you have, you have a place that you're trying to get to and you essentially make a plan steps that you're going to do take to get to that destination. Right. Yep. And so we see it all the time in our culture. Okay. So let's take college. All right. So college or even high school, you know, you are basically at a point to where you know that you're trying to get an acting degree, Brad, maybe you're a acting degree. I no. Let's go acting degree. No, uh, this no is my, degree. Thanks okay. for outing well, well, me. Uh, let's, let's just say you're working towards <laughs> an acting degree. And so Brad, you would have actual classes that you know you have to take. Yeah. Right. And so you would look at that and you would basically through strategic thinking, you would be able to come up with a plan to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Same deal with the career you're working towards a promotion type yeah. deal. And you might be able to look at that and say, Hey, I, I need to do these steps to get to that promotion. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times when you think of strategic thinking and a family, it comes across as disingenuous. It comes across as well, you know, this is over spiritualized, you know, why should I have a plan, a spiritual plan when it comes to my family? You know, it's completely God. And I think if we go to scripture, I think God has a good word for us. Okay. So let's, let's talk about Proverbs 16, nine. So Proverbs 16, nine, it says in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. It says in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So, you know, right off the bat, that, that verse is telling us that we should have a plan mm-hmm. when it comes to our, our family, yeah. right? To anything in life, we should have a plan. Right. But, it's, but it's humbling at the same time because it's saying that even though if we do have a plan, you know, God is still determining our steps, sure. right? So yeah. it's intimidating because we have to have a plan and it's humbling because God's still determining our steps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get back to this boating analogy that we tried to tee up yeah. in the beginning of the conversation. So strategic thinking as it relates to how men should think when leading their families is very important because we have this purpose. Okay. God has given all men this same purpose. And that's what's so powerful is through the gospel, through the lens of the gospel, we should love God. Mm-hmm. We should love others and we should make disciples. Yep. Right. That is our vision. That, that is, that is where we're trying to get to go to yeah. now. Uh, the mysteriousness of God, like we never get this exact coordinates, right? We don't have longitude and latitude on how to exactly get there. Sure. But we have a we have a general idea of where we should be going. And so that means that we can actually plan on how to start navigating towards that way, right? Mm-hmm. So again, strategic thinking, you're on this boat. And all I'm saying is that you now have a direction that you are trying to coordinate or trying to to maneuver to at yeah. that point. So, so let's give an example, right? All right, let's get into it. So 
let's talk about the sex talk. So I have four sons. I told you of one to nine. And the more I'm in this culture, the more I see that they are, the culture is trying to take away what is God's obviously. Right. right. So they're trying to define what sex is on the culture's terms. And I know my purpose, you know, when leading my kids, when leading my sons is to help define what God's design is for sex, mm -hmm. what God's design is for gender. Right. So, a strategic thinking piece, a plan is for me to be able to go to my son and have that sex talk conversation. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so here's how it went. So there's, there's a series of books out there that kind of, you know, walk you through the sex talk. It, it goes from anatomy and then it kind of, you know, picks up. It's a four book series. I don't know the author, yeah. you know, I'm talking about, but anyway, it's, it's, yeah. it's a book series. Right. And so I had to, out of my comfort zone, I had to plan a time to sit down with my son, Bryce. All right. This is before we went, played around a Frisbee golf that the moment was right. I knew mm -hmm. what I was going to try to say. Yeah. And strategically, I, I worked to have that conversation with him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's just an example. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as kind of the conversation goes on. But one more piece about the boat. So you were, Chris, you were having this conversation with Micah Williams uh, for your last podcast, right? Yeah. And Micah brought up this language. He said, sometimes I feel like I'm floating. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a floater. And I remember listening to that, and honestly, I got goosebumps because the, at the time, I was already kind of thinking through this boat analogy. Yeah. And that's true for all of us. You know, so if we go back to this boat analogy, I mean, how often as men do we not want to try to make a plan and try to navigate towards this purpose that God has for us? And we would just rather sit there. We mm -hmm. would rather just kind of float because it's easy, right? Yeah. So, so I, I came up with this question, right? So the question is, am I floating? or am I sailing? Mm. Am I floating or am I sailing? And so yeah. you can ask yourself that question, you know, with anything. Am, yeah. I, am I floating with my relationship with my spouse? Yeah. Am I floating in this moment where I knew I should, when I, I know that I should be having this conversation with my son, but I'm not in this moment. Yeah, right? that's so, real good. Yeah. That's a good thought. No, I, th I think that's really good. Doug, you mentioned that book series, God's Design for Sex. It's by Stan Joe. Uh, we'll put that in the in the show notes, but it's a four book series. Highly recommend it. Mm. Really helps you navigate, you know, those conversations. And I mean, we just we have to own the fact like that is awkward. Yeah. Yes, right. And as you're approaching that, you know, as I'm as I'm hearing you talk about it, I think we can we can get overwhelmed as men to think that somehow strategic thinking, though it needs to be calculated, we need to know where we're headed, we need to have a plan, but it's not about precision. Like mm -hmm. leadership is not about precision. So often right. we are not landing exactly where we think we're, we're landing or in that boat heading towards the exact mm -hmm. pinpointed location. It's we're, we're moving along with the wind and we're pointing where God is, is taking us, but mm -hmm. we do want to have a plan. So yeah. this idea of being precise can actually hinder us yeah. as we're as we're trying to lead. So there's not this guaranteed outcome. We're trusting God yeah. with the outcome. Amen. And, and Brad, that's a great point. One thing I would add, yes, we never have specific coordinates, but it is very true that the closer we are to God, the more we are allowing him to overflow out of us, yeah. the better that picture does become. I right. Agree. I mean, we're gonna hit storms, like things are gonna be crazy. The culture's gonna push us and and make us seasick. But as long as we're growing in our walk with Christ, that picture of our purpose is going to become more and more clear. Won't be completely clear, right? But yeah. it will become more clear in time. So that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think about for a family, 
you know, having values and principles that guide them. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of us probably are thinking, I don't have any values. I don't have any, you know, we have our faith, you know, that we're trying to, to present to our children and that we're trying to grow in. But we don't necessarily have this, this exact formula for values that we've created as a family. I think a very simple way for our listeners to be thinking about it is just, just starting with the grace core values. Yeah. yeah. Anybody could, and we'll put it in the show notes, anybody could go to that series and, and take a look at um, our core values on the website and be able to say, hey, what does it look like for our family to just start there with those six core values for our orientation? As a family. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So we are talking about how should men think when it comes to leading our family. You shared the first point, think strategically. What's the second point? Yeah. Thanks, Chris. So the second point is think ICM. So I'll, I'll, I'll spare you. You don't have to think about it. It stands for think intentional, think creative, and think memorable. Okay. okay. So that's what it stands for. And, and you can have a, a longer list, but let me explain. So again, in our culture, we are battling to have the attention of our kids and our spouse, right? We're battling, Sorry. you know, whether it's Xbox, right? Whether it's uh, social media, you know, whatever the case is, we're battling. And so what I have continued to learn is there's typically these moments that we have that allow us to be pushed towards this direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. This purpose that we have. Okay. So there's another proverb, Proverbs 24, those too lazy to plow during the right season will have no food at the harvest. Mm. Those too lazy to plow during the right season will, ha- will have no food at the harvest. And basically what that means is, you know, there's a specific time where we need to be as dads or husbands or, you know, whatever, we need to be working. We need to be working, especially if we want to have fruit when we're hoping to get fruit. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Sure. So sense. let's go back to that sex talk, okay? And so I said ICM, so intentional, um, creative, memorable, right? So so that conversation that I had with Bryce was an intentional moment. You know, when I think of intentional, if we define that, it means there's a purpose, there is a purpose, right? And the purpose is to is to lead my son towards that vision that I know that God has for us, right? Yeah. So let's go back to the boat, all right? Where does ICM, intentional, creative, and memorable, you know, kind of flow in with this boat idea, okay? The, those moments is what gives our sail wind. Mm-hmm. Those That's moments good. is what gives our sail wind. The humbling piece is we do not get to dictate how much wind is filled with the sails, right. right? So it's, you know, we may have this big plan and we're ready for this a hundred mile an hour gust to move our boat forward and God yeah. humbles us and it gives us about an inch. Or we may have a smaller moment that we do not think is going to be impactful whatsoever. Yeah, that's good. Right. And God uses that and he pushes your family mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when thinking ICM, let, let's talk about a few different examples. Okay. So we've mentioned the sex talk a few times that would kind of fall in that intentional category, but there's ton of other opportunities that we're faced with that you can fall within one of these three categories. And, mm-hmm. and there could be many more categories. This is just kind of what popped up into my head the last month. Um, it could be a trip that you want to go on with your family. Chris, yeah. I know you, you, you love trips, yes. right? It, it could be a specific trip that you're going to take. It could be, you know, your son or daughter, they mentioned something to you this morning and it was, it, it kind of hit you the wrong way or you're like, you know, my son's going through a hard time at school yeah. and I really haven't done my part to follow up with him. I need to have an intentional moment. I need yeah, to follow good. up and kind of have that conversation and really try to get to the heart. Right. And again, the, the purpose of this 
for any of these moments is to put wind in the sails Mm -hmm. and to lead us towards Christ. And again, I want to emphasize that we do not dictate how much wind is there, but we should have a plan and we should try nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So depending on when you're listening to this, currently we're going through the book of Acts. Okay. And so Bill taught on Acts chapter three and it really hit me hard and it really kind of drove this point home for me is in Acts chapter three, you've got Peter and John through the power of the Holy Spirit. They are crushing some miracles, right? Mm -hmm. So they are in Jesus name, they are performing miracles and Peter heals a lame man. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he says, you know, he, he, he jerked him up and this lame man just started walking, which is powerful in and of itself. And if that were me, I'm thinking, okay, well I would, with, with this huge crowd around, I would either focus on myself or I would really point out the fact that this miracle just took place. And that's not what Peter did. Peter saw his opportunity, okay, and he used that moment to drive home the gospel, yeah. to mention Jesus, and he that's what he did, yeah, right? Really he didn't cool. focus more on the, on the actual miracle itself. He focused on using that to drive home Jesus and his message. And as dads or as husbands, there's so many times we have these opportunities to drive, to, to, to bring the runner home from third base, so yeah. to speak. Like yeah. we have this moment, we have this opportunity and we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying for myself is sometimes I have to slow down. Yeah. Sometimes in that moment I'd say, Hey, is there an opportunity for me right here in this moment to, to, to bring up Jesus, whether it's a longer conversation or just a subtle subtle piece that, yeah. that brings it back to the main point. So like Chris, you and your, your trips, you know, there's, there's, it's amazing having family time and I love it so very much, but you know, we just need to be aware of like, when's the opportunity for us to subtly, you know, yeah. talk about Jesus and make it one of these open, um, easy to have yeah. type of conversations with our family. So, yeah, I love that. And what I like about this idea, the second point of yours is that it's challenging for me as a parent creating kingdom minded moments Yeah, because I mean, I can go do fun. I can go do fun all the time, but I want to balance that with a kingdom minded focus because that's going to help reorient them to the gospel. Amen. And, and so I think, Man, authentic manhood study, uh, leadership values study, those have been two really great resources for me to, to go through because I felt like, one, they gave me awareness for who I am, and they helped me have that kind of focus on that purpose of knowing him and showing him like you talked about yeah. earlier. So that that's really good. Yeah. yeah, and Chris, just one more point. I do want to emphasize that it doesn't mean we need to bring Jesus into every single different conversation that we have sure. and and make it just disingenuous. And it's not, you know, it, again, it's over-spiritualized. You know, yeah. I, I think through slowing down and through awareness, we can subtly bring Jesus in or bring him in right off the bat, depending on the conversation. And that's mm-hmm. where discernment is important. And again, for me, it's just really kind of slowing down and being in that moment mm-hmm. and not already thinking to the next thing that I have to do that afternoon or, yeah. you know, whatever the case is. So it's, yeah. That's good. And as, as we're thinking about this, we talked about it not being, not being about being precise. Yeah. Right. How messy can these moments get? <laughs> How, time, how much time do we have? On the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> like, like we orient ourselves and we're, and we're, we're trying to, to get there right. and no, we, we, we don't have to have this exact outcome, but I also think we need to be real yeah. about the fact it may absolutely blow up. Should that deter us? Right. Should that stop us? I don't know how you view that. Yeah. I feel like there, there myself included so many times that if I cannot have a hundred percent control of the outcome. Why even try? 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure. So instead of even trying and knowing where we're going to exactly go, I'm just going to float and kind of see what happens. Yeah. And going back to your point, how often does it not work out? It doesn't work the way in my head all the time. Right. So I'm a right. big planner. That's, that's just kind of, you know, that's just how God has constructed me. And sometimes that's a fault where I have this plan in my head. Right. So we, we have, uh, on Fridays, we call it Peterson principles. And, and now that I say it out loud, it really sounds like an arrogant way of, uh, <laughs> of having a, a Friday night experience. But the early part of that is to have some, some, we call it getting to work. Like yeah. we're going to have some, some Bible time, you know, just some kingdom minded moments. Mm-hmm. And Brad, half the time, my kids are jumping off the walls, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they just got their Xbox taken away, you know, it's, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to do it yeah. yeah. because I know that I need to do it. And if I don't, if I don't follow through with that plan, it's, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Right. So, and again, and, and the, on the flip side of that, there's sometimes where, again, I don't think it's going to turn out the way that I'm hoping it will. Sure. And God just, makes it turn out so much better than what was going on in my head. So how do you know if you're getting any traction at all? That's a million dollar question. I mean, you know, I guess you would go to fruit from the kids, feedback yeah. from the kids, yeah. you know, um, which is going to take time, which is going to take time. Hey, you're not going to get it in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And, it not, and it may happen with, with someone else that might, you know, uh, feed into them at a later time. Yeah, right. Yeah. But at least again, at least making it more comfortable in our home. I think that's a big step, you know, cause, cause growing up in my house, you know, it was not ever a conversation. And so Christy and I kind of, you know, being married and having kids, it was, we're having to learn, you know, how do we do this? You yeah. know, how do we do it without seeming like seeming just, just weird, you know, and, and being able to have those conversations collectively as a family. Yeah. And uh, again, I would not say we have it perfect whatsoever, Yeah. but we're navigating and we're trusting. Yeah. So, and, and I love that word, the navigating that's a journey. Yeah. So while it may not work great in, in a lot of different moments, it's that it's the longevity for yeah. your family of building all of that in, being on that journey together, and what happens over time. We, so we've gone through two points. Two points. Talk us through the third. Third point, and this is an important one, okay? How should men think when leading their families? They should think community and chasing wisdom, okay? So going back to the boat analogy, let's go back to it real quick. So you're in that boat, and the, the power of the gospel that we all share is you look out and you're not the only boat out in that ocean. Okay. <laughs> right. You there get you to go. look out and, and Brad, I see you in your, your speedboat, Chris, you know, you're with your family, you're doing yep. your thing. And that is so powerful is, is we get to look around and we get to see so many other people that are doing the best they can trusting yep. and navigating that way. And, you know, there's a lot of points that we can make. There's mm-hmm. a lot of times that I'm floating. I'm not going anywhere. And Brad, I might look over, man, and you're, you know, something's working for you by God's grace. Something's working for you. And I want to try to get a little bit closer so I can get the wind that's in your sails and I can mooch off that and I can get going in that right direction. You know, at at grace, right. We call it life change, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we're all striving towards. And through community, we have this amazing opportunity to do that. And so, you know, I want to give some examples. You know, I have a, I have a Tuesday morning group, Chris, you've mentioned a few things that you and some guys have, Brad, I'm sure you have the same, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had this group of guys that we met with for probably seven, eight years now, like a long time to do life. And there's been a lot of good that's kind of come out of that. And so the, the biggest takeaway for me is having a group of guys that I can speak into. They hold me accountable. They show me the love of Jesus and they help me assure that I'm close to being on track, yeah, being where good. I should. And if we're going to tie that back to a proverb, which if you haven't seen a common theme, obviously I love proverbs. I mean, they're just, 
you know, they, they've all have some, some good tokens and wisdom for us. So Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And through community, we're able to be sharpened. We're able to become more and more the way that God wants us to be. And that is through community. And that's through just the, the love of others. And as I hear you saying that, the, the idea of engaging people around us mm-hmm. as we're on this journey, the importance of that. And there's, there's vulnerability in that. Absolutely. Right? Because as you said, looking out to the guy next to you, you realize how much you're screwing your boat up mm-hmm. and you look at, wait, wait, why is, why is he getting all of that, all that wind? And he's just picking up and taking off. What's he doing? But, yeah. you, but you have no idea what happened behind you mm-hmm. as he was coming up. So we're, we're all in different stages, all in different seasons, but the idea of engaging people around us that are behind us, ahead of us, alongside us, uh, for ideas absolutely, and encouragement and exhortation as we're leading our families, as they're leading yeah. theirs, there's ways we can be poured into and ways that we can be pouring out. Yes. And I, and I, I think the other piece of this is, you know, for, for the men that are listening that are married, we can often think that this has got to be all on us as it relates to the partnering with our spouse, mm-hmm. that somehow we have to have the whole plan. We have to have it all together. And, and I know for me, early on in marriage. Like my wife is a leader mm. in her own right. She, she is strong and in a lot of ways I think leads better than I do. And it can be intimidating. And it was intimidating for me early on in our marriage where I thought I had to have the whole plan fully vetted, ready to go in order to sit in front of her and say, Hey, this is, this is what we're doing. This is what I think we need to be doing. And I not what she was asking for. She wants to be on that journey with me, and there are strengths that she brings that I, I can't bring those. Yeah. So how do I draw her in, Not even if I am intimidated? How do I push past that and draw her in the way God has wired her up to be on this journey with me and to lead along with me? I don't have to have the whole plan, but I used to think that, mm. and I used to be overwhelmed by that, and it would I really feel like it would hinder and cripple any movement that I would make to what you said earlier, Chris, it's like, if I, if I can't have the whole thing and know where right. it's going, yeah. then I don't even take a step. Yeah. And I think that so often cripples our men and allows that passivity to really take root yeah. when we feel like I got to have it all together and nobody else can be involved. I have to have the whole plan. Yeah, it's good. So let me, let me give a couple just maybe practical steps real quick as it relates to community. Okay. So seek out some men. Sometimes you just have to put yourself out there. If you're, if, if you're listening to this and you do not have someone that, that can hold you accountable or someone you can talk to about your walk with Jesus, I would challenge you to, to find somebody, seek somebody out. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. Again, I've had this group of, of men for, for many years, but it didn't come together overnight. So do that. If you're, if you're listening to this and, and you're going to grace and you're not in a, in a community group, you know, I would challenge you to, to do that. You know, that's where, Again, life change happens, and we have a great opportunity to just be sharpened by God's yeah. people. So yeah. definitely wanted to say that. Yeah, the couple steps that you just mentioned right there off the bat are disruptive steps. Mm-hmm. They take us out of our comfort zone, out of our normal way of thinking that we may not normally be interacting with. 
Yeah. I'm grateful for you guys. I know as men, you know, we are created and we have a creator and we have this God giving calling to be responsible for the people and the situations that God brings into our life. And that means that we move towards people in situations that we depend on God, who is our creator. And we know this was God's perfect plan before the fall, right? But after the fall, we no longer live as created beings. We do not position ourselves under our maker, but instead we want to live independently. And this leads to passivity. It leads to self-reliance, which is a complete corruption of the good thing that God created. So thanks be to Jesus. He became a man to save us from our sin and to restore to us a right relationship with the creator. He gave us purpose. And as a result, the question that we have to ask ourselves is how will we move towards that responsibility? How will we move towards people? How will we depend on God for strength in that? So Doug, I want to thank you for giving us some ideas to think about the idea of being responsible for, of moving towards, of depending on. You've given us some great thoughts, some great ideas. We could probably talk about this for a lot of time. Um, but as we land the plane, is there anything else that you want to share as we close? Yeah. So Chris, the, the last thing I would say is how much of a blessing is it to your point? You just mentioned it, that we have true purpose mm-hmm. in the gospel. We have yeah. a true purpose and you know, that's something we can be thankful for. That's something we can be excited about. That's something we can wake up in the morning and not be overwhelmed by because yeah. we have a true purpose. We have a true North star that we can navigate towards and that's going to be better and hold more weight than anything that our culture will try to brainwash us with. So yeah. I'm thankful and I'm just thankful just to have this opportunity guys to, to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. Check out the show notes for this episode, study questions to help you move towards authentic manhood. If you know a man that would benefit from hearing this episode, consider sharing it with him. Having intentional conversations around these ideas is a great way to depend on God and engage with others towards discipleship. Thanks for joining us today. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be notified next month when we answer another question to help men think about about what it means to be an authentic man. See you next time.